everybody. And yes, it's Sunday once again. Seems like I just was here. And it's a beautiful day out today. And uh, crisp, very crisp this morning in Hugo. Um, yeah, it was uh, sweatshirts and short down to the barn to do chores. But we made her. So hopefully you had a wonderful week. And uh, it's uh, fall's fallen. Uh, looking over the horizons and everything uh, coming in, it's like, boy, we're going to blink. And it's going to be, the leaves are going to be gone. And then comes some fluffy little flakes. <laughs> Starting to get a little cold uh, at night, I think. It is. It's just, yeah, it's, it feels good, though. I'm a, my favorite time of year is hooded sweatshirts and shorts. I When my shorts come off, they come off for the rest of the season. <laughs> I've There's some years that was fairly nice up to December, you know, whereas I wore shorts. And I know there are some people out there that wear shorts all winter. And that's no problem. I'm not one of them, though. So I don't wear dresses. And, you know, you think about it, people that wear dresses, it's like people wearing shorts, right? Because your legs are... It's true. Yeah. So anyway. And yesterday we had, it was a beautiful day. I had my 9-11 drive. I think after, you know, this is my 21st year of doing the 9-11 drive. And this is my 21st year being on, you know, the station. And anyway, and the 9-11 drive is, is that... Um, it's not a parade, it's a drive of people getting together to remember 9-11. And, uh, I've been doing it, like I said, for 21 years. And, you know, if you got a tractor, red, white, and blue it. Uh, got a car, a mower, a horse, uh, ATV, you're red, white, and blue it. And it's just proud to be an American. And, uh, then afterwards they all come over to our, my place and, uh, and then we, uh, everybody's potluck and we eat some, some vittles and, uh, talk and just, you know, a lot of fellowship. And so it was a beautiful day yesterday because I, I was going to do it the following week and two weeks ago, but remember that was my 50 year class reunion. So I moved it to this weekend. And so some, I had so ingrained in it after 21 years, it's the weekend, you know, the first weekend basically, uh, you know, after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so some people, uh, you know, I was very remiss in getting the word out soon enough. Some people took the wrong weekend, you know, to not schedule things. And But you know what? We had, I'd say about 40, 40 some, 45 people, you know, so. That's a good turnout. You oh, still have a party. Was, there you go. Oh, you got it. No, like I said, it's not the quality, quantity of people that show up. All these people are just fantastic. And we just have a good time. The menu is usually hot dogs and uh, sloppy joes. And usually we, we roast the hot dogs on the fire, but because it's been so doggone, you know, crispy critters, I just mm-hmm. didn't want it in my head that one spark, you know, wound up someplace and I started something. So we didn't do it. I just, but anyway, so it was fun. And so I thanked all that came and we had a great time. And then the neighbors across the street had a 50th birthday party for a friend of theirs. And um, uh, after we got all cleaned up at mine, we went across the street. And they had a live band in the whole kit and caboodle. So it was it was a nice time. Nice people. And then I helped them break down their party. People, Everybody helped me that came to mine. Mm-hmm. 9-11 Drive helped me break it down. So that, you know, let the tables and chairs put away. And, oh, boy, that's a godsend on that. Yeah, I'm sure that <clears> sped things I, up. Well, because I drag them all out myself. Mm-hmm. And then um, the two eight-foot tables is what, you know, gets me. But anyway, so... Yeah, so we went over there, helped them break their party down, had had some fellowship over there. It was, it was a great time, good time. And I haven't been out, out for, I don't go out, you know, I hang around my place because I love my place so much. It sounds like you're a party animal well, after this week. Yeah, after this week. This was abnormal. Two parties in one. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, no, it was it was really uh, uh, fun. But then I actually stayed out, hold on to your wigs and keys, to 1230. 
Wow. Whoa. Now, I stay up. This is a question I don't go out. You know, usually I don't go to bed till about, you know, midnight, one o'clock anyway. So, mm-hmm. but anyway. <clears throat> so hopefully you guys have got, but the, yeah, fall, like I said, I just can't get over. And the bees, ah. Oh, heads up, heads up. I don't, do you entertain at all? Like have parties, parties yeah. myself? I live in a small apartment, oh, so okay. I don't, never more than like, Five to six people, but... Okay, heads up to you that, you know, even if you just have 10 people over and you're eating outside, the flies this time of year, like mm. havoc, you know, play, like, I'll take that too, right? Now that, the bees, I don't know if it works for the bees, but for the flies, somebody had told me there there are these little... Oh, how do you explain this? It's kind of a pyramid with a stand that's bendable, and then it has this little fan on top. They're really long, and their ear is one, two blades per one. And anyway, and and they're um, what do you want to call it? like halogens, real shiny. And you turn them on over your food, you know, like on your table. Mm-hmm. It keeps the flies away from your oh. food. You know, everybody goes and puts those nets on them, and then you got to lift that up, get your food, put the net back. Da 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 da. Okay, because what we did, all the buns were out for the hot dogs and hamburgers. And so, of course, I had a couple of them down the road because there's two, you know, two eight-foot tables worth of food. Mm -hmm. I only had three fans because I didn't know if they worked. Somebody told me, but first, so now I'm getting more. (laughs) But the thing is, is that they're inexpensive. I think they were like 20 bucks. Amazon. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, and uh, so we brought the one down by the buns. The minute I set it down and turned it on, Fly's gone. Wow. Okay. And they were like really loving the buns. Okay. And so I was just totally blown away. So those little fly, I, I for lack of a better word, they're fly fans, <laughs> you okay. know, for food. And they can, the ones that I got, you could also, they have a little uh, thing with jigger, yeah, that you can flip down and you can hang them so it blows down because nice. you don't have room on the table. You know, to uh, but then I don't know how the heck you're going to hang them from one. I have no idea. But anyway, and it took two, takes two AA batteries, and you can also plug them in to charge them up. You know, they got little cords, or like I'm like I mean those little like what you, what you do with your phones, you know, type thing. Sure. Okay. And anyway, those are so well, let's call them fly fans. Fly fans. I'm gonna okay. have to check them out. They, you have no idea. I was totally. Everybody was like, really, and and the blades are like really wimpy. So, I mean, so right away, people, I told everybody, don't worry. If you go to, to go get something and one of those blades hits your hands, <laughs> you're not going to be ripped open, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you're not going to hurt the device. Okay, so just take what you want, and then when you come away, the fan's going to start going again. And everybody was just in, in may I was just amazed, because I do a lot of entertainment outside, and those stupid fa- flies this time of year really are obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> but it'd be really interesting to see if it works for bees. So that's when I'm trying that because the bees are out big time. Those stupid wasps and the and the hornets. Mm-hmm. I saw a wasp attack a hornet and had a fight yesterday. Mm. I was Who won? The wasp. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hopefully you got some calls for me. And also, uh, remember September 24th, I'm going to be up at Peterson's Mill up in uh, North Branch for the Pet Expo, Saturday, September 24th, 9 to noon. And I'm going to be doing a pet nutrition um, talk at 9.30 and then a behavior for dogs and cats, both pet nutrition for dogs and cats. You know, what should you feed, what you shouldn't feed, how to feed it. It's, there's really a lot to this, folks. Okay, and then um, that's going to be at 9.30 at Peterson's. And then I'm going to do behavior on dogs and cats at 10.30. And so make sure you come with your questions. It's dog-friendly as long as your dog is user-friendly, people-friendly, and other dog-friendly. You can bring your dogs. Please don't bring the cat. That's a little too much factor. But anyway, 
So you can go to P as in Paul, N as in Nancy, B as in boy, M I L L dot com. Peterson's North Branch Mill dot com. So that's P N B mill.com so please come on up and say hi it's rain or shine they got a lot of vendors Nutrisource is there giving lots of free samples away and uh, so it's really I was there last year uh, I think two two years in a row now and it's really a lot of fun and if you haven't been to Peterson's Mill you are missing because that place you can go nuts real fast so anyway so that's September 24th 9 to noon be there or be square okay we're gonna run the break give a call 651-641-1071 Five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay, how many eggs can a termit, termite queen lay every day? Ten, three hundred, five thousand, or thirty thousand. A female queen termite every day. We'll be right back. Hello, thanks for waiting, and always thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon. Today, there's no Vikings game today because they played Thursday, and yes, we lost. Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to the trivia question. Okay. Termites. This is something you always wanted to know, right? How many eggs can a termite queen lay every day? 30, 300, 5,000, 30,000. What do you think? Um, Is 5,000 too much? I, I guess they lay a lot, so I'm going to go with 5,000. It's 30,000 eggs a oh, day. Wow. Termites. Hmm. 30,000 eggs. Oh, my Lord. It's amazing. No. I, at the state fair, I talked to the bee people for a while, and uh, queen bees are very interesting to me. So really? I wonder if, just the way that, like, uh, if there's a new queen introduced, the whole hive will attack them. And when a new queen bee hatches, she'll stab all the other queen eggs to make sure none hatch besides her. It's very uh, Game of Thrones almost for bees. But how do they know what's a queen and what's not a queen? I guess they're born queens. It's something, I don't know. I'm not a bee expert. We'll have to bring someone from the state fair back. But uh, yeah, they're born a certain type of way. They're different than the worker bees. They're huge. They're like double the size of the rest of the workers. How does a bee have a concept? Okay, there's a big egg, so that's going to be a queen. Let's kill that. Yeah, I have no idea. Wow, that's interesting. There really is. Okay, let's go to the phones. Who's up first? Yeah, we have Carol, who she has two dogs, and one of them's picking on the other one. Aww. Hi, Carol. How you doing? Hi. Um, Katie, I've got two little kitties. Two little that are, kitties? That are six weeks old. Okay. And uh, whenever the two of them get together, he pounces on her and bites her. Okay. What? should we do that's called kitty play that's what they do that's how they learn to grow up and become uh rabbit killers bird killers and everything else they learn the pounce game okay but like i say if you can see the one that's being pounced on Mm -hmm. is kind of like help (laughs) okay then what you're gonna do don't ever like spray them with water or anything like that you just go over and kind of like hey 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 just be very calm hey hey let's be nice now let's be nice and then like i say pet the, the one that's the the pouncer, okay, mm-hmm. that's the one you want to take and just kind of, you know, pet him and go and sit down with him for a little bit and then maybe get him interested in a feather, redirect him. Mm-hmm. But when kittens get together, that's how they learn, you know, to pounce and pray, you know, on prey, is they p- pounce on each other. Mm-hmm. And it, we look like, oh, my God, they're dying. And they're, mm-hmm. no, they're not. And, you know, finally, like the one that's being pounced on has had enough. Usually they get up and just run, make, you know, like the shot out of a cannon and they're looking 
looking for, okay, I'm done. Get out of here. But then you'll also at times you'll see the pounce-er, E, pounce on the other one. They'll go back and forth. But there's always going to be one that's a little bit more dominant. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. But so don't yell at them and don't spray them with water because then they start associating that other cat with the problem and it gets it then it becomes not a a game anymore it's like i don't like your face (laughs) because you get me into trouble okay so you want the two to know that they're you want to break it up just like two-legged kids if they're overplaying you know somebody's gonna get hurt okay just calmly go in hey let's go take it get some water let's go take a breath here okay and that's what you just want to do because that's just normal normal you know kitten behavior okay sounds like he's killing her yeah no i know it yeah, but no, that's the way kids play. Some play a little rough, and that's where you're going to come into it and just say, hey, hey, come on, little boy. Because we do separate them. Yeah, just pick them up and be nice to them. Pat well, I them. put him in a room by himself. Okay, but yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would just walk away with him, pat him, sit down for a little bit, you know, maybe okay. a minute or two, and okay. then put him back down on the ground. Okay. Because you don't want him to... Cats have a memory that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And you don't want them to associate... Yeah, p- punishment is not a cat thing, other than if they're going to jump on your counter, you know, mm-hmm. type thing, mm-hmm. or if they're going to, you know, uh, like rip you to shreds. <laughs> okay, but when it comes to interacting with each other, mm-hmm. no, it's got to please be a pleasing event, and there's going to be a lot of times that you know they're they're playing, and and like when you're not around, you know, they're going to be playing. Okay, mm-hmm. and so that's just part of growing up and getting their their uh, skills honed in for future eating the bunny, eating the uh, the bird. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Types like they do it to each other, okay. and some are a little bit more prolific at it than others are. But anyway, so it is. But yeah, so don't be don't come up there and start screaming at the cat or anything like that. That's not going to make a good relationship with you and the cats either. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank good you. luck. Keep yeah. Keep patience now. Patience. Okay. Yeah, no, that's just normal. Like, you know, um, we had a litter of kittens, what, four years ago? Because my husband brought home, we call her Squigs now, Mama Squigs. I did not name that cat. The kids did. Okay, Mama Squigs. And anyway, so it's really fun to watch, like, the four kittens, you know, interact. And they're constantly, like, laying in wait and then jumping out. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Okay, and that's just part of them learning, going after each other for future uh, how to, you know, attack, you know, get prey. Yeah, they're training with each other. Exactly. That's interesting you say they have good memory. Oh, they do. They do, boy. They know who's been nice to them and who's been not nice, and they can build up animosities just mm-hmm. like a dog can. But a cat, you don't, you don't want a cat mad at you. Nah, we don't want that. So anyway, but yeah, it used to be where blasting with water and they're doing something naughty. And, and I learned from our cat person uh, many, many years ago. No, don't do that. The only time you want to use that or air, condensed air is if they're jumping on the counters, you know. But otherwise, you know, or the tables or something like that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, that's about it. Okay, who's up next? Sure, we got uh, Lynn, who has a puppy that needs potty training. Ah, hi Lynn, how you doing? Hi Katie, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. And so, what kind of pupper do you have? Um, it is actually a family member's pup. I'm calling on behalf of them. It's a dachshund puppy. Okay. She's five months old. Five months old. She's long-haired, and she she's just not getting the potty training. She'll be, you know, she's using her kennel to go potty or when they take her out she'll be out forever and ever and not go and then come right back in the house and go potty right are they using piddle pads they are not good 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 okay first of all what you're doing is you're assuming in your in a human head okay i take you out to go potty get it done 
Okay. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that, you know, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you know, especially with the doxy, the low riders, all those smells are coming up like, whoa, what's this? Whoa, what's that? And whereas they might have thought about going potty, all of a sudden now the world is more interesting and I can hold yeah. it a little bit longer while I, you know, investigate. Okay. And then when you bring them in, pew, there it is. Okay. And so what you've got to do is you have to um, uh, bring the pupper out. To the potty spot, you deem where, where the potty spot's going to be, on a 15-foot lead, okay, staying still, and like in a chant, you're going to go, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy, yep. just very calmly. Okay, the maximum time for a Minnesota dog to be outside is two minutes. Too many people let the dog ding around and you create a putzer and they truly don't understand what potty is called and where it goes. So you're going to teach the dog what it's called and where it goes. This is the potty area. So you stand still by your potty area. Now make sure since you got a little one there that it's not in the back 40. Remember, we got winters with drifts. So make sure that it's close to the house, okay? And so anyway, so then you go to that spot, you know, stand still, go potty, go potty. When the dog does go potty, then you very calmly go, Good potty, very nice. Good potty. Don't say good girl. Don't say goodbye. Don't uh, good boy. Don't touch them. Just a verbal, okay? And so then, okay. now the maximum time is two. Let's take take first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, you should always get a piddle and a doo doo. Let's say that two minutes is up and he did a piddle, but no doo doo. Bring him back in the house. Wait a minute or two. Don't let him loose. Just keep him with you. Okay, then go yeah. back out, try it again, go potty, go potty. If there's no uh, doo-doo yet, okay, bring them back in, put them in the kennel, feed them, and then five minutes so or so after, five minutes, ten minutes after you get done eating, to open the door, take the dish out, take the dog out, stand still, go potty, go potty. Ten to one after eating, when something goes in the front door, something comes out the back door, okay? <laughs> yeah. and, and so anyway, so that you should get the doo-doo at that time. Okay, now the first week the dog is hooked to somebody. He doesn't have any freedom in the house. Okay, if you don't have time to watch him, he goes into a playpen or his kennel. The second okay. week, he you, he drags a leash but has to stay in the same room as you. The third week, you can he has he's still dragging the leash, but now you're going to give him more freedom. And if everything's been going really well, the fourth week you take it off. And now he's got free run of the house. Okay, but, you know, doxies are your hound dogs, okay, are a little bit tougher yep. to potty train because they're, the world is so much in their nose. They don't want to take okay. time to go potty, okay? Yeah. And so okay. that, and especially being short like that, too. So that's why, yeah. like I say, just be patient and take your time because then eventually it will get. Now, do you know what food she's uh, feeding? I don't know exactly, no. Um, okay, because no, feed has a lot to do with it. Like if you're doing a low-grade food, okay, I can't name names. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> right. But anyway, a low-grade food, then that can put a lot of, uh, there's a lot of waste, a lot of fillers to it, and then there's a lot of doo-doos and a lot more accidents, okay? okay. So that's why okay. I'd strongly recommend, you know, obviously Nutrisource. I know that's an awesome, you know, awesome food. And so, you want, yeah, do you want to hold on? I got to run to break, so hold on, okay? Sure, yep, we'll okay. do, thank you. You bet. Okay, true or false, mosquito-borne diseases have caused more human deaths than all the wars in history. True or false? We'll be back. Hello. All right, here we go. Okay, mosquitoes... Born diseases have caused more human deaths than all the wars in history. True or false? I'm going to go with 
true. I think we take mosquitoes for granted here in yep. the U.S. Ding, ding, ding. The diseases mosquitoes carry kill two to three million people each year. Wow. Two to three million people each year. This stupid little mosquito. Yeah, they're more of an annoyance here, but I know in other countries, they're still a killer. Wow, that's unbelievable. It really is. Okay, let's go back to who we're talking to, Lynn, right? Hey, Lynn, are you there? Hi, I'm here. (laughs) Okay, so the biggest thing is they got to control the environment. Don't give the dog freedom in the house. If the dog does do a, a, a piddle or a doo-doo in the house, clean it up with either with half white, uh, white vinegar or half water. Uh, but there's, uh, it's called anti-icky poo, and it's kind of expensive, but it's well worth it. Don't, you know, just use a little bit of it. And what it is, it's an all-natural, whereas when you spray it, it changes the chemical compound of urine. And then once it dries, then you just, you know, it just, yeah, there is no more urine smell no, like, or, or doo-doo smell. Okay, and okay. so anti icky poo is the best. Otherwise, white vinegar and water, you know, half and half work really well. Okay, Very good. and then but the whole thing is is teach a dog what it's called and where it goes. Only two minute outside. That's it, and then back in. And then like if you're going to be busy or the you know person's going to be busy, put the dog goes into the kennel or to the playpen yep. area. And um, uh, but so but because you know, there's a diligence on the owner. Mm-hmm. teaching the dog. Now, a lot of people want the p- dog to come up and, like, tap them and say, hey, excuse me, I got to go potty. You know, to tell them, no, that's not the dog's, the dog, it's us in our world, because in the dog world, they just go find a place to pee, right? Yeah. Okay? Right. But in our world, we need them to pee outside, not in our house. So we Thank have you. to teach them that, what it's called and where it goes. Do not use a treat, because a lot of times people, when the dog goes to, uh, potty, the dog, people give them a treat. Well, then the dog learns this, you know, quick spit. You know what I mean? Just a quick splash. They have it totally relieved, and they come oh. running back for that treat. Well, they're not, then you bring them in the house thinking they're done, and all of a sudden, whoop, there it is. Yeah, all right? Good so, reminder. Thank yep. you. And yeah. so that's why it, it's not teaching a potty with treats is not a good idea. And so that's why, like I say, in some, and, and, and let's say you're, you're out there with them, and, you know, he's sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. There's a different sniff to where am I going to put it to where what came through last night or who's been through here. So if he's it seems like he's just dinging around, then what you just do give don't not a correction. It's just a tap, tap, tap on the leash. Hey, 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 come mm-hmm. on, let's go potty. Remind yeah. the dog what they're out there for. Okay. Okay, but no longer than two minutes. Okay. <laughs> I wanna I wanna thank you and I also wanna say um Thank you. I my my dog passed away this summer and she was fifteen and and Lucy was her name and I called you so many times for help about Lucy. I just want to thank you for always helping out with all sorts of things. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, but fifteen boy, you've done something good. That's fantastic. She was she was awesome. What kind of dog? She was a Shih Tzu. A Shih Tzu, okay. And you had her since a pup. Yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. nice. Now, do you have any other dogs? Are you still? No, I'm going to love everybody else's for now. But, yeah. but you know, that's exactly, I lost my Gilligan, you know, in, fe- in February, and that was my last dog. I've never been, uh, I've never been dogless, okay? Uh, yeah. But the thing is, is that it's the older I've gotten, it just knocks me to my knees even more. And yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, like I said, well, at least I can see a dog partner every day with my business. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, yeah, I... Well, thanks again, Katie. Have a bet. great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
So anyway, yeah. So potty training, don't the dog. It's not the dog's thing to come and tell you when they have to go potty. And some people put they want the dog to ring bells to let them know to you know go potty. And okay, if he listens to the show, you know what's coming. Okay, what happens? That's an extra step in potty training that can mess up potty training. And then plus the dog just comes in from going potty because he rang the bell. Okay, then you come in and not even five minutes you hear the bells again. Now you because you're teaching him when he rings the bell, he goes outside. So then you take him back outside. And what actually you're teaching the dog is when you ring the bell, the door opens and you go outside. Well, who wants to be inside when I can be outside? Okay. Except for older dogs. <laughs> so anyway, so that's why I do not like the bells. Uh, I just hate. Hey, just be in tune with your dog. Okay. Okay, who's up? Yeah, we got uh, Cindy. She's called before, but she thinks her dog has some anxiety issues. Okay. Hey, Cindy, how you doing? Hi, good, Katie. Good. Now, what kind Um, of pupper? Okay, so I've called you a couple times on it. Okay. Um, He's about 12 years old. He's a toy poodle. Okay. And um, in good health, um, he's eating well, pooping well, peeing well, um, good diet, um, Nutrisource, and then also some, um, you know, not natural foods. Where am I going with that? Um, um, Human foods? Good diet. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so I've had problems. I have, a, I work a, a varying schedule. Okay. And um, I called in before, you know, his tongue is like darting in and out of his mouth. Okay. Rapidly. Okay. Okay. And then we talked about some things. Um, and I... And then, you know, he was kind of, he was like licking his paw. Okay, well, that part has stopped. Nice. And the um, it, it, the darting of his tongue in and out doesn't occur all day long. It, it seems to start at around like 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So... I, 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 this is what I'm kind of deducing. So um, he sleeps at the end of my bed, yeah. and um, I'm, I, I generally get up at about six thirty, seven o'clock. Okay. But I I don't I I I don't I you know I I work a rotating shift, right. so sometimes yeah. I'm home and yep. it's yep. different. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's related to, you know, like separation or whatever okay you know when you say his tongue darts in and out of it now what's his respiration like i mean does it seem like he's panting is he nervous looking what's going on because if his tongue is going in and out of his mouth that's usually because they're panting and that's if you look watch your size it's very short breaths you know like panting is okay 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 is it i think so yeah okay Okay, so I think okay, but sometimes it's um, is his tongue hanging out, or is it is his whole tongue, or just the tip of his tongue? No, just the tip of his tongue. Oh, okay, it goes in and out. Okay, he doesn't seem to be panting. It's just I don't, I don't know. It strikes me as kind of a nervous thing or something. Huh, well, no, if he's nervous, he'd be panting a little bit. Not panting, but you know what I mean? You know how your respiratory escalates if you're nervous? Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. And okay. so, um, and now is this every night or just once in a while? No, I think this has been every night now. Okay. And then what do you do when this happens? 
Do you like coddle them? Like they're there, it's no. okay. Okay. No, so, no. So then, what do you uh, do? Well, I tell him to stop it. Okay. <laughs> and then I might like tap his nose or tap his mouth. Okay, no, don't be doing that. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. don't 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 be doing that. Now you're probably giving yeah. him anxieties because of that. Oh, okay? okay. Because yeah. he's not pacing around and keeping you awake, is he? No. Okay. No. Then let him deal with it. Maybe he had a dream. You know, dogs dream. Okay. And so the thing is, or he heard something, you know, if he had a window open or something like that. But no, you, you're causing anxiety by being, un, trying to understand why he's doing it. And then by you tapping him, you should never touch a dog for any kind of, of reprimand or whatever. It should okay. just be your voice. Yeah. Hey, 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 that's enough. But you know what I mean? But not, not a tap on the head, the snaz, the butt, nothing. You don't want to ever, ever do that. People don't need that. Well, there's some kids I think needs a butt swat, but anyway. Sure, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so what you need to do if he starts to do it, you just roll over and go to sleep. Leave him alone. If he's up in your face and dancing around and, and you could truly see he's got anxiety, okay, then let, we'll work on that. But if he's just waking up and, and then, like I say, his tongue is, you know, is sticking out, you know what I mean? He could be licking his lips, you know, like he's got a dry mouth or something, you know, like how some people, that I woke up with that this morning. It's like, oh, I got, what the heck? But soldiers marched through my mouth. Could have been the rum and coke last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But, but anyway. So, so yeah, you're making an issue out of something, you know, trying to understand why he's doing it. Just relax, breathe, okay? okay. If you have to, read a book so that your 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 attention is on something else. Uh, turn on some good uh, good music, you know. So now I wouldn't put any rock on at three o'clock in the morning, but anyway, so just yeah. just be calm, steady out. Okay, who knows? He might be reacting to something you were dreaming about. Your body did something and he's reacting to it, you know, and you don't you're not aware of it because obviously you're sleeping, <laughs> but it was enough for the dog to wake up to it. So we don't know. But if the dog isn't anxiety is a dog that stress is, you know, he there. You can see they're 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 panting. Um, they're they're they look disheveled. They're pacing. You know what I mean? They, they, they look uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah that's anxieties, okay? okay? But if his tongue is just hanging out just a little bit, hey, I think mine hangs out once in a while, too. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, yeah just... It's almost like a lip... You know, it's that kind of sound, you know, that... Okay, yeah. Just in a calm voice, just go, hey, that's enough. Just settle down. Be calm. Be what you want him to be. Okay, this isn't okay, a time so for punishment. This is a okay. time to just zen out. Just hang out. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Who wants to wake up at that time? Okay? Yeah. So just be calm and about then, it. Talk very soft. Talk very... Just give him some a reason to, to settle in. Okay? Okay. Okay. And then, oh, just one last thing. I, uh, um, Should I cut his water off? At, I think I called you one time about this because I didn't want him getting up, you know, to have to pee and then now i'm thinking well maybe he's dry okay like you just per said um the only time you should never regulate water because dogs and human well really when they really need water they'll take it okay and so sometimes okay. you know now if you're feeding dry food dry then he needs extra water but if you're rehydrating the food so that it's soft before you give it to him then he doesn't need the extra water you know his okay. diet plays a lot into how much water they're cons they're going to consume Okay, and that's why all dry food should be rehydrated because dogs weren't meant to eat dry food dry. That's a human convenience. Yeah, and I don't do that. I follow, I ha have them on a Nutrisource and then um, uh, 
just sort of uh, the wet. Okay, yeah. Oh, good. The Petra Packs, yeah, the, the stews and such like that, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good for them, yeah. That's good, okay. but I, I wouldn't, like I say, I would not ever cut water off because there's oh. a reason why they're drinking, okay? And if has he ever gotten up in the middle of the night to go potty? I mean, to yeah, um, not he was doing that. Um, yes, he was doing that, and then I... Um, I I took the water away at like 7 p.m. Okay, okay. Because I think he was getting up. And, and then, you know, I was just listening to you about, you know, and then he wants to go outside, yeah. you know, after he has water. So right. I, you yeah. know. Well, just anyway. see what plays into okay. your household, okay? But the whole thing is okay. there's a reason why they're drinking. Either they just got done playing, they just ate a lot of dry stuff, so they need water to, re- okay. to compensate it. So just kind of look at the whole thing, and it should work out for you, okay? But be calm okay. and be steady. Be, and instead of, you know, being upset, and then that worries him yeah. too and worries you. Just Just breathe, okay? Okay, and just say, um... Just say, hey, just settle. Let's go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just whisper. Go to just talk real calm. Okay. Okay? Okay, okay. thank you, Katie. You better right. have a great day. You. Bye-bye. Thanks, you too. Bye. Okay, what is the smallest insect on Earth? A stink bug, a fairy fly, a no fire ant. What is the smallest insect on Earth? We'll be back. Say goodbye. All right, I'm not saying goodbye. I'm hanging in there, Okay. Okay, what is the smallest insect on Earth? A stink bug, a fairy fly, say that three times real fast, a noceum, or a fire ant? Um, the firefly? Was that the option? Well, we got fairy, we got, yeah, we got a stink bug, a fairy fly, noceums, or a fire ant. A a fairy fly? I've never heard of one. Ding, 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 that's it. Yep, that's it. I thought for sure it was going to be noceums. I don't you know, know what that is. No seams are kind of like gnats. Um, okay, uh, Cassandra's got a lot of them up in Alaska. Mm. I don't, <laughs> I don't see them in Hugo. So I, maybe that's why they're no seams. I yeah, don't know. Sure. But I guess, but yeah, they're kind of they're kind of gnatish. Like you know, okay. they can get into your hair, and yeah, mm. they're just very small, very small. So there you go. See, I just hey, you learn something new every week on Katie's K9. If you already heard me talk potty training like fifty thousand times, <laughs> now I just learned about fairy flies. Okay, who's, where are we at? Yeah, we have uh, Isara, and she has a kitten that kitten. she has questions about. Okay, hey, hey, Isara. Are we saying it right? Yes. Oh, good, good. Yes, what can I do yeah, for yeah. you? Yeah, so I, I have a question. So I have a, I think he's 14 to 16 weeks kitten. Okay. And he is shredding us to pieces. Okay. He, he's a biter. Okay. And he will, I mean, we are all scratched. Um, I mean, he mellows down a little bit, mm-hmm. but he's always after us. And yep. he, it feels <laughs> like he doesn't have control of how, or he doesn't have a limit of how um, hard he bites. You bet. Yeah. And so I'm just, I have a, I have four kids. Okay. And so I have a, a one, one year old and I'm always after watching over him because, I feel like he's going to bite him Mm -hmm. or he's going to hurt him. Yep. And we don't want to give up on him. So, you know, we are desperate. Okay. The big thing is you've got a kitten. It's just like having a puppy. Okay. It's balls to the walls. All right. And so in every, um, you know, kitten, obviously some are more mellow than others, just like some puppies and just like two legged kids. Okay. Now what happens is what all that energy, because there isn't another cat. I don't know if we heard earlier, there was a person that had two kittens that were wrestling so 
you know, hard that she thought somebody's going to get hurt. You know what I mean? In the cat world, you remember they're prey driven. They got to learn to find their, you know, to take their prey out so they can eat. All right. So they learn by pouncing on each other how to stalk, how to crouch and, and, and sneak in and not be seen and stuff like that. Okay. So if there's not another cat to learn this from or to do to, yeah, or, you know, well, it, it doesn't work well if you have an adult cat and you get a kitten because that adult cat is like get out of my face i've been through that stage i don't need to do that okay so what you've got to do is you got to wear the you're gonna um, get a, a, a laser light okay there's you never use a laser light for a dog but for cats it's awesome all right so what you're gonna do okay. is you want to wear this energy out the energy the dog the cat is using on you you're gonna redirect onto something fun for the cat to do all right so what you're gonna do you can uh, take a feather there's uh, a lot of like my 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 hands are are molting so I got feathers all over the place but anyway take a feather and then put it on a string and then drag this feather around get a kid's zepco uh fishing rod you know a small one and then mm-hmm. what you're gonna do is put a sinker on it and then tie a feather to it and Teach the kids, I don't know how old your kids are, some of them how to cast and then reel it in and cast and reel it in. Now they're having fun and the cats, you're wearing down that battery, okay? okay. Um, so feather, like a peacock feather, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they love to shred those things. Um, the catnip doesn't work on kittens. Uh, that usually that it's about a year and a half to two years old, but you don't want any more squirreliness. You want calmness, all right? So um, don't do not use glitter balls. Those glitter balls, cats have been known to shred and swallow and cause a lot of problems in their gut. Okay, so you don't want okay. glitter balls. You want a plastic type ball. There's some balls that are that have little bells in them. Okay, um, and then there are some bells that are uh, like wrapped in burlap. Okay, and so things that roll, cats are very intrigued with. So what you're going to do is the energies. Now, never, ever play rough with this kitten. You know, don't like put your hand like over their head and, you know, and then the paws come over your wrist. Okay, no no playing rough with the kittens. Then you're teaching them to go up against you, just as in dogs and puppies. If you play rough with a puppy, you're going to have a rough adult dog. All right. So what we got to that's. That's that's what my kids do. They will play with him, and and I'm like, no, stop, like doing that. And right. How old are your kids? So I have a 15 year old, um, a seven year old, a five year old, and then the one year old. Okay, yeah, the five and the one, you don't have much luck with. Okay, <laughs> got to keep the kitten out of there. unless when the kitten is being calm, that they sit down and they can learn to pet to be nice to the kitten. But now the other two, like I say, get the Zepco out there and have them, you know, reel out, reel in to exercise the dog or the cat. That's you've got to teach them to to exercise and not play rough with the kitten, or you're just asking for the problem. There is nothing you can do. If the kids insist on playing rough, then you're going to have a rough cat. And so you've got to have a family powwow and say, hey. We're tired of being shredded. Oh, you, you know what I mean? This is what we need to do. We need to like play with a, you know, with the zip coat, you know, chase a feather with the laser light. Do you have a dog? No. Okay, good. Because I don't want a laser light in the house where there's a dog. <laughs> but anyway. You know, I was thinking about, because someone suggested to maybe get another cat. Okay. Well, no, you don't uh-huh. get a cat for a cat. <laughs> you don't get a cat for a cat. You, If you want one to go for it, but there's no guarantee those two will get along. That's the thing. Cats are, this is people, dogs are pack animals. Cats are independent. They don't like to share their space. 
Okay, if they grow up together, it's one thing, but it's another thing. That there are some cats that are very friendly that do accept, you know, incoming. But the most cats are like, "Who the hell are you?" And you're on my territory. <laughs> so it's a question <laughs> of because now, okay, you go get another cat, and now guess what? Your kids get to be rough with two cats. So now you got two cats that are nuts. Okay, so it's training the kids. Okay, and all you can do is say, you know what, if you don't want to do this and we'll find the cat another home, because apparently you can't listen to instructions. And so, like I say, you're going to reap what you sow. And so they've got to learn to back off. You've got to give them other ideas to do things with the cat. Like I said, the feather, the, 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 uh, you know, the, uh, the, the laser light, uh, have them build a cat tree from floor to ceiling with carpet and some, you know, different textures on it. Have them put a bird seeder, give the kids things to do to entertain the cats, a bird feeder out of window, a squirrel feeder. I love them with the corn cobs and the, and the squirrel gets on it and goes around and around and around. Cats love that. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing that, you know, cause we've, we've had them for a while and, and I've seen like, he can be really, really sweet of course. Um, when yeah. he's not, um, you know, doing what he does. He'll, he'll get picked up my, by my five-year-old and he allows him, her to kiss him okay. and yep. hug on him and he, and he enjoys that. Oh yeah. But then there's that, that other part that is you bet. Okay, can you hold on? Can you, I got to run yeah. to break, so hold on. And, we'll, uh, and when we come out of break, we'll talk, okay? Okay. Okay, what is out of bounds? This kid dad joke. What is out of bounds? We'll be back.